Hey, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Magnificent Marketing. I'm your host, Sarah Curcio, and we have a guest today on 360 Talk Radio. We have Michael C. Clark with us, so I will pass the mic over to him to let him formally introduce himself. Take Thank it away. You. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sarah. My name is Michael Clark, a personality pitching pitch coaching consultant to entrepreneurs and coaches, and our main goal is that entrepreneurs and coaches have an amazing pitch. You only get one minute to make a great impression. And so we help you craft the pitch that'll help you bring in clients and build a relationship. And I'm excited to be here, Sarah. Thank you for being here. And for those of you that are on Clubhouse, please check out Michael's pitch practice rooms. It's every Wednesday and Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right, Michael? Yes. Perfect. Yep. You have to definitely pop in and then, of course, pop in afterwards at 2 p.m. for the win community for our women into networking and the men that support us, of course. <laughs> um, so we're going to start off by talking about um, Michael's favorite social media platform and his least favorite. So his favorite is actually Instagram. And we're going to discuss all the new doors that opened to him after um, our one-to-one strategy session. So Michael actually won that um, because I'm a sponsor for the virtual win meetup. And we did a 30 minute one-to-one strategy session where I gave him, you know, different hacks to try to build up his profile. And then, you know, his, one of his reels hit 60 K views. So you want to tell us a little bit about that, Michael? Yeah, absolutely. And, I've since broken that record <laughs> using uh, yes. <laughs> a very similar strategy. I was able to break 2 million views in uh, less than two days. And yes, you heard him right, audience, <clears throat> 2 million. <laughs> yeah, 2 million views monetized. So I was earning money off that. So that was great. No, absolutely. The strategy session, I'll just start from the beginning. Um, first, when you go into a session, you don't know what to expect. And I didn't know whether I was going to get, you know, tips that I could, you know, unfortunately, Sarah, I'm like, am I going to get tips I can find on YouTube? Am I going to get tips I already know? <laughs> <laughs> but what I really like is they were curated. It felt like I had paid for consulting and you were walking me through and giving me very curated consulting advice on Thank my you. Instagram, you know, walking <laughs> through each component, making suggestions. And even there were parts of the process in terms of posting and getting views. I didn't know what was nicer is that you didn't make me feel stupid about it. So I was like, really? I didn't know you could. Yeah, yeah, you can click here. You can do this. You can do that. And then some of the tips that you gave me that you just have found work, like, you know, adding certain effects. And, you know, again, I I, I followed them to a T and, you know, they worked and just, again, really easy to follow. Saw immediate results. My profile looks much more professional. And I will tell you that not only from a client to client perspective, but I am going after large contracts and they look at your social media. And when you present well and things are organized, you made recommendations in terms of my profile. Um, I mean, in terms of my bio, the link that's there. Um, my highlights, and I applied them all. And I know that it's not only made me money from a standpoint of the post and views, but because I've been going after big proposals and contracts, I know that they're looking. 
but now they see something that's really manicured and well put together. So thank you for that. Thank you for, you know, saying all that. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm glad that it has been of use for you. Um, You know, Instagram was always a bit of a mystery to me up until I'd say um, last year, really. So to hear that, you know, you were able to really use my use my strategies it makes me feel feel amazing you know because I learned so much about Instagram when I was in a coaching program and I've mentioned this before um our coach was actually someone who had 100k followers so she really knew what she was doing um it was we 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 referred to her as magic Maggie (laughs) but her profile is think like a boss and you know I learned so much for her and so, so grateful that she was there to help teach us in that program. So she was just one of our coaches, but it really opened my eyes up to Instagram because before that Instagram used to be lower for me on the totem pole of what social media platform I like the best. (laughs) So I am really glad to hear, um, hear about that. But what other components do you like about Instagram even before we had our strategy session? Yeah, I like it's interesting because as you interact with Instagram and you'll, you know, you use it, you kind of put up reels. There's the entertainment side where you start to like, I'll go through reels and I'm watching them like, oh, I love the, you know, and you get such great examples because you see people do amazing things to sounds with overlays and captions. And it's just a creative space as well as it's entertaining because you find yourself watching and consuming, right? I'm like, wait, definitely. I came out here to look for the latest reel or trending sound. And here I am kind of flicking around and introducing and uh, and entertaining myself. So um, yeah, I would say it's the creativeness. It's so fluid, um, you know, a, sound that's trending today and i will tell you i've been very fortunate to find reels that were early like under that 2000 mark i remember one of the reels that did really well for me i think well into the i think now like 700,000 or something like that wow i think i'm only one of three people that have that remixed that video so sometimes it's just a matter of timing and just choosing something. It's not like, oh, everybody else like this. If you find a reel that you connect with, say for remix or for sound, I would say just go for it. I think that's, I love that organic part of Instagram is that even with the one that hit 2 million, I think I was higher than the original video. So you know, that, I love that part. No, that's great because, you know, when it's whether it's a remix repurposing content it, we need to as entrepreneurs because you can get get a burnout feeling after a while we're constantly trying to generate new content new content new content so i love that you said that because it really does make a difference i still have to get into the new remixes because i i don't know I can't see myself sitting there giving my own reaction. So it's something that I'm going to have to try to push through and get out of my comfort zone with that. (laughs) Well, you know what I like? I think, I don't know that it's so much reaction as well as it is like, I think the science behind remixes is just Michael talking at this point, right? In my 2 million views. This is what I think happens. (laughs) Is that the star of the show 
is the person on the left, right? The thing talking, whatever that is. And you're, you're, I think the viewer feels like you're watching it together because I'll like, I'll do head nods and I'll kind of, I'm not doing anything to distract away from it. Cause I know a lot of people will laugh out loud. They'll do all these different things all wild on the right side. But I find that I think the psychological part of remix is as that you're sharing something that you feel is important with your audience and you're watching it together. So just throwing that out there. I think I, I agree with that. You know, that's, that's a interesting point to look at. So I think I'll have to keep that in my head when, when I finally go to do it, because as you know, Michael, I am not a video person. I actually prefer audio. That's why I love clubhouse. That's why I love this, this radio show. Like, I, I prefer to do things like that because I feel like taking the video component out alleviates a lot of different stress factors, you know, like making sure your background looks okay, making sure you look just just so and, you know, so for me, it's definitely something I have to push in. But after hearing your perspective on it, it might push me a little bit quicker. So I'm glad yeah. that you said that. And that, and I think people are, I mean, you have people who do me, you know, instant media and IG, and you can tell they're taking a whole day out, right? Two days shoot, makeup, hair, everything. And that's yes. a certain aspect of IG. But I think there's a very down to earth, very forgiving, done is better than perfect side of IG. And I've come to accept that now because for the longest time I didn't do reels. Because I was like, no, I don't want to have to dance and do this dance. Yes, right. I go crazy. But then I realized, like, (laughs) wait a minute, I don't have to do any of that. And I can just be myself. And, you know, you can have a a video that, you know, you're pointing at graphics on the screen and it's just as meaningful. So that's exactly what I do, because that's what I felt the most comfortable with. I mean, you know, just sitting there, relaxed. like I'm not the type to get up and do the dancing either. I mean. I, I even had to force my brother because I had him as a guest on the show too. And I was like, just do a quick reel with me. You know, we, we live near each other. I'm like, it's, it's like three seconds, you know? And I had to like twist his arm just to <laughs> even do that. Cause he doesn't even want to get, get on and do it on there. Cause he, he's more of a Twitter guy. So he's used to that space more, but. It was definitely interesting. And I'm like, you know, it's three seconds. It'll help help me with my, you know, profile promoting the show. And he's like, okay. And that's all I literally had him do was point because I knew he wasn't going to be comfortable doing anything else. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and, you know, the thing about it is I just, I do enjoy that you can get an amazingly powerful point across in 10 seconds. And then, you know, one of my coaches talks about, um, what I call what they call lazy content, like time lapse. Oh, time lapse is a game changer too. Just of me working and you know, and or you know, I'm in a hotel lobby or I'm at some workspace. And what's been effective for me too is I take time lapse of when I'm doing VIP days with my clients, so people can kind of say, "Ooh, that's what it's like to work with Michael." So if you if you take a step back and focus in on telling a story and 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 just kind of shaping a story in a reel, it becomes personalized. And then I think it's not as tough. I think it's hard when you're trying to, like if I got on there trying to be like someone else, it would be tougher, but. 
Yeah, I agree. You just really need to be authentic and and genuine when it comes to doing reels. And, you know, they're they're really important now. You know, it's it's the one of the main aspects, in my opinion, of Instagram now. You know, I mean, years ago, I remember when they first started, it was literally just known as a picture, a selfie place. And it really has evolved and developed since then. You know, um, I mean, even when you do posts, carousel posts are much more important than anything. Cause I, I was working with, um, Lori doing some behind the scenes things for 360 talk radio. And, you know, I said, I said to her, you know, it's okay to post, you know, just an image once in a while, but for Instagram to really pay attention, the carousel posts are important because it gives value. It's multiple slides. So that's really going to get shoved out into the algorithm more when you're referring to posts. So I, you know, I think you just have to sit down and look at Instagram and how it's, you know, history has evolved over the years because all social media platforms evolve. It's just a matter of which one you're comfortable mastering. Exactly. So. Let's dive into your least favorite social media <laughs> platform because one of your least is one of mine up there because everyone knows Clubhouse is my favorite. But before Clubhouse came out, Facebook. But wait, 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 Now I will say this real quick. <laughs> I I love Clubhouse so much. I don't even think of it as social media. Really? Exactly. That's like saying, well, what people like, who do you love the most? I'm like, well, my family, of course, but you mean to be talking about somebody else. Like Clubhouse is by far my favorite. Like, like I said, I can sit like social audio has changed my business, changed my life all the way around. I know, I know we spend time on IG, but Clubhouse is amazing for me. Oh, I, I agree yeah. with that. But so. let me ask you this. Why don't you consider that social media? <clears throat> yeah. Um, I just, you know, it's just such a, it's almost like saying like my phone is technology. No, it's, I just look at it as, as my phone. It's my means to communicate. It's just a, such a part of my life. I don't look at it as, cause social media, I almost feel like there's like this wall up, right? So, oh, Facebook's over there. Oh, Instagram's over there. LinkedIn's over there. But Clubhouse is just, I don't even look at it as just a part of my life. That's how I connect with Sarah. That's how I connect with, you know, women in business, women in networking. It's just, it's no different than my iPad, the car and the dog. Like it's ever (laughs) present. (laughs) That's very interesting. (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard anybody put that spin on Clubhouse, but. Yeah, no, I. But but it, but I can only say that because I've 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 gone through different um and I know we we have some I know we're short on time but we have to go into Facebook but um that but that's only because it has a place for me meaning from a standpoint of business and relationship like it has a place it doesn't it has boundaries to it it doesn't creep into the weekend it doesn't go late at night I mean that's part of why I think I've been able to really be successful with it as well as enjoy it um so. I yeah. I can definitely uh agree with those with those components because it really it really does build community. You know, I mean if it wasn't for Clubhouse, I never would have found all of you guys, you know, in the right. community and I feel like, you know, 
finding you guys was like finding my tribe, as they say. You know, I've been to other networking groups over the years, but this one felt the best. So I, I can definitely see your your perspective on it. But like you said, let's let's digress over yeah, to Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. now, tell me your top three reasons why it's your least favorite. Okay. Well, a couple of things. There's two sides of Facebook. And thank goodness I was able to embrace the other side. It was only this year that I really was enlightened to private Facebook groups and the power that they possess in terms of building community and, you know, for your business. Okay. Prior to that, I always thought of Facebook as this place that blended, you know, my personal friendships, school, high school, old friends, new enemies, all of this stuff, all mishmash <laughs> into one timeline. That's right? true, actually. So, That's you know, you put like. something out, somebody from third grade is looking, your auntie's <laughs> looking. There's no separation, right? So it gets messy. And I, I just don't, I choose just on the private side, stay silent. I have a, you know, my personality pitching. I have that as a page. But the private Facebook space, I mean, the private Facebook groups, love that. Love that aspect of it. There are certain groups that I go speak and I do seminars. Um, I have my own private Facebook group. So the love-hate is on that mix of where Facebook started, right? As this place of, hey, Aunt Jen- Jenny, you know? And now it's this place where, you know, again, you can do business, but I think more so on the private Facebook group side. So the hate is on the that personal mix, but the love is on the personal private Facebook group. Well, you're not the first person I've heard to say there's a love-hate relationship with Facebook. Yeah. Um, and it's funny that you said the part that you love is the part other people I've heard say the same thing. Um, because I, I have a friend who detested Facebook so severely but she ended up making a private Facebook and is doing very well with it now. So that seems to be the major component that everyone loves. Yeah. And and have you ever heard it said, like if you take all the people that are on Facebook, like it's the largest country or something like that with all the people that are on Facebook. So when you're advertising a Facebook or, and when you're working with the Facebook community, it's such a large group. But if you, you know, and only but a small slice of it is your personal side. So if you kind of devote and focus in on, you know, advertising and building a community, a private Facebook group, it can be a whole new world for Facebook. I I agree with that. I mean, for me myself, I prefer to run other people's communities like my clients. I myself don't have a community on there. I I I like Clubhouse for that. Like that is my form of community management, having my club magnificent marketing on there, running my rooms, you know, Thursdays, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I love doing it on there. But for me personally as a business owner, I feel the Facebook group is too much maintenance in my opinion. I love doing it for clients, but I do not want to go there for myself, which is kind of funny, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I will tell you the way – and I went, I spent a lot of money on a tech week to get kind of the process of running big Facebook groups. And part of that nurturing can happen in with just weekly workshops. 
So there, and there's quite a bit of tech we can talk about, of course. I mean, I'm sure there'll be a, <laughs> we can do a whole episode on it, but there's ways to nurture it where, cause I used to think like, oh my gosh, it's, it's Facebook group, but I'm along with another colleague and we have a group of 7,000 people. And other than letting in about 20 or 30 a day, they're nurtured with workshops. So. No, that's, that's really good. You know, workshops, summits, webinars, you know, special days for Facebook lives with guests. Any Mm -hmm. of those are a definite way to help grow your community. Plus, one of the things I do love is mixing up theme days because Mm -hmm. there are so many different theme days utilized. I mean, a lot of people will think, typically they'll just think of Friday as like follow Friday, but there's so many others you can use. You can use Fun Friday and then like marketing, people just think of marketing Monday, but there's also motivational Monday, message Monday, you know, and, and the list goes on and on. I actually have a little chart of all the different theme days that you can utilize from, you know, Sunday through Saturday. And it really has helped in one client's group in particular, really get the engagement, even even before they started allowing um, admins and moderators to use the, you know, at everybody hashtag or tag, I should say. Mixing up theme days really does get people's attention because they don't feel like it's the same exact thing every single week, you know? So I I feel like that's a really important part. And when it comes to personal, I do agree that can get annoying. So some people, what they'll do, at least I I know they have, is they'll have one profile that is just for friends and family. And then they'll have another profile that is all just business. Some people will will do it that way. For me, I don't mind mixing them in only because I feel like people want to know who they're working with behind the business brand you know especially if you don't have yourself branded as the face of your business they want to know a little bit about you so i don't mind personally posting like you know at least 20 to 30 percent of my personal stuff on facebook because i feel like people get a little more comfortable with you especially people that can't necessarily meet you in person i feel like that's an avenue that helps you to break down that wall with people, especially potential clients. Well, I think that's where, for me, that's where Clubhouse comes into play. I I put in a huge proposal last week. And one of the pieces that I sent in for review was a Clubhouse recording. And I think that Clubhouse gives such an advantage for you to be able to really know someone, see someone in the wild doing what they do. I always have clients, you know, that's why I really stress my clients being in Clubhouse um, because it gets, you get to show yourself as an authority. You get to position, you know, people say, oh, I want to be a public speaker and they think of just stages, right? But that's what Clubhouse affords us. And, and you know, but the reason I'm saying it, just back to what you're saying is that they want to kind of meet the person behind the the face or name, I'll tell you, Clubhouse really does that because it cuts through the BS. There's no editing. There's no, either you know what you're talking about. Yes, <laughs> or, you, or know. you don't. And they can yeah. see if you're, you know, because Clubhouse has gotten some mixed reviews like any platform. Some people feel it could be toxic depending on the rooms you go in. But I, from my experience, I completely disagree with that. And, you know, you can tell if someone is 
genuinely aware of what they're talking about or if they're just, you know, BS and basically, excuse my French, but you can tell what coaches are legit and what coaches aren't, you know? So I I do agree with that. Plus, the one benefit I really love with Clubhouse is the clips feature because the clips feature gives you that option that you can post it on Instagram is real. So I, for me, it's like repurposing your content at least. No, that's a great point. That's a great point. You know? So I have to say, um, I, I really love a lot of your opinions because it's gotten, it's been different from the last few shows we have. Um, so Michael, I want to give you an opportunity. If you happen to have, you know, a freebie or maybe say a promo or anything like that going on, please feel free to share it with our audience. Sure. Absolutely. Um, anyone that DMs me 360, just DM me 360. It lets me know that you found out about me here on Instagram, which is personality pitching, or you can put in Michael C. Clark, either one. Uh, if you put in person at, at personality pitching, you'll find me. Um, I'll definitely put together, I'll afford them a pitch strategy session where I'll give you feedback on your pitch, make recommendations um, to kind of take your pitch to the next level. So whether you're a coach or entrepreneur, you no matter what you do, whether you're selling on Clubhouse or in person, you need to have an amazing one-minute pitch. And I'll uh, and that'll be, I'll work with you for an hour. So it's anywhere up to a $500 value. And let me tell you, it is worth that value because I have been in Michael's clubhouse room and I have seen people come in who were really nervous and their pitch was kind of all over the place. It was confusing to understand them, didn't necessarily make sense. He guided them. And they came back to the room, you know, a couple of weeks later or something, and their pitch really improved. You could, you actually knew what they would, they, what they did. So it really does make a difference. And I would highly recommend taking advantage of it because without a pitch, your mission suffers. When your mission suffers, your marketing is not magnificent. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and once you have a great pitch, I work with my clients on their discovery session, pricing, packaging. So if people are not reaching out to you, maybe you're not closing, the core to my work is confidence. I give you the confidence to be able to pitch and price accordingly. So again, thank you so much for this, Sarah. No, no problem. Thank you for coming on. And as I always say, if you are just tuning in and you miss some of these hot tips, I am in the process of recapping them in my email campaigns. So if you're not signed up, just go to my website, sarahsocialstrategy.com. Wait for the pop-up and you just fill in your name and your email address. You'll also get a freebie and you'll get recaps to 360 Talk Radio. Plus, if anybody does want to reach out to any of my guests and, you know, they're not sure where, Just reach out to me. I'm on so many platforms. If you find me on Facebook, Instagram, any of those, and I'll connect you to my current and previous guests. I'm more than happy to. So um, with that, Michael, I want to ask you if you want to give any final tips for Instagram or Facebook. Um, I would say for Instagram, Um, Definitely look at each of your captions as a mini pitch. It should be clear who you are, what you do, who you do it for, and there should always be a call to action in there. Um, 
be sometimes be on the nose. Don't try to use high language. Be very specific. Use emotion. You know, identify that perfect pain customer. Make sure you're calling out pain points. And on Facebook, I would say build community. If you don't have a private Facebook group, get one. And even if you just start putting your clients in there one by one, have a place where they can gather. Email lists are great, but when you have them all in a private Facebook group where you can talk to them and nurture them, and anytime there's a need, you're right there to pick it up. It's a great opportunity. And also, too, shameless plug for Sarah. She can take your Instagram game to the next level and other social media platforms, but definitely I could speak for Instagram. She's absolutely amazing. And she's a nice person on top of that. Thank you so much, Michael. I appreciate that. And I am really grateful to have gotten to know you in um, the Wind community. So thank you so much for coming on. And everybody stay tuned for the second half because I'm going to do a quick recap and give some extra opinions on what we discussed here. So stay tuned. And if you can't stay, tune in next week um, at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Magnificent Marketing. Thank you, everybody. And I will talk to you all soon.